Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. So my, my guest today is Mark Barnes, and he was a longtime educator, entrepreneur, and he's a co-author of Hacking Life After 50, 10 Ways to Beat Father Time and Live a Long, Healthy, Joy-Filled Life. And he's on a quest to live past 100 and bring anyone interested along for the ride. So thanks for coming on, Mark. Hey, Joe, I really uh, am thrilled to be here. I love your show and uh, everything you talk about. I think we're on the same wavelength, so it should be a good conversation. Absolutely. So I'm definitely along for the ride. I'm, I'm shooting for that hundred too. So, uh, so we, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about this. Where, where'd you grow up and what, what were you into as a kid? What was your thing as a kid? Well, I, I grew up in Northeast Ohio and I still live in a, a suburb of Cleveland. So I'm a, a lifelong Clevelander. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up, a, uh, playing sports. I was into everything, you know, when I was young, basketball, baseball, football, all of it. I aspired to be a pro athlete, like, you know, many young people who are in sports and uh, realize that, you know, that's a, that's a different group there. Right. Uh, but, you know, I ran a little cross country and track in college. So I, I continued that. And, um, you know, I went into education after college. I taught for a couple of decades, um, you know, right here again, in a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. And, um, you know, that that's where I am. That's awesome. So are you a long suffering Cleveland sports fan? Uh, long suffering is about as apt a description as you can have. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I like all sports, but I'm really a diehard Browns fan. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're at that time of year right now that uh, it's the season of hope. You always have hope. <laughs> yeah. That's typically, unfortunately, that's about all you have as a Browns fan. <laughs> hey, kudos for you sticking with your team, though. You could have bailed on them a long time ago. So kudos no, for you. That's true. I love them. That's your team, right? So, uh, so why education? Why did you, why did you choose to go that route? Well, you know, I said I was an athlete early on, and I love sports, and I, and I, you know, competed in college, and um, you know, I, honestly, I didn't really have great direction leaving college. I graduated with a degree in communications, and there's, you know, there's so many things you can do, but you don't really home in on one thing with that. But right out of college, I, I really, even before I got a regular job, I started coaching. And uh, I had some friends in education and a good buddy of mine said, hey, we, we've got a coaching job, um, you know, ninth grade basketball. And I'm like, oh, I love basketball. I'll do that. And, uh, you know, and then another the, tennis came up and they said, hey, we need a tennis coach. So, you know, I was coaching and I was realizing that what I really loved was working with kids. And, uh, you know, one day this, the same guy that got me the first coaching job said, uh, you know, you, you, I'm surprised you never thought about teaching because you really do love kids. So, you know, I went back to school for a couple more years. I got my teaching license and, um, you know, I was very fortunate a year later, I was in the classroom and, uh, I was seventh, seventh, eighth grade, and then a little bit of 10th grade for 23 years Wow! Be before I left. Uh, now <laughs> talk about aging myself. I left the classroom, uh, 11 years ago. Wow. That's a, that's a heck of a run for someone who didn't think they were going to do it. So I, I kind of took an opposite route. I was in, I was getting my master's in PE and thought I was going to, I was going to be a PE teacher and coach and all that. So I started coaching and I told these kids, Hey man, I love y'all, but I can only spend two to three hours with y'all. I can't spend all day and after school with you. So I, I took a different route. So you, kudos to you, man. You spend all day with these kids and then coach them afterwards. You really got to love them for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and what you said, you still, but you still got education in your blood, man. Cause you yeah. know, you're, you're, you're still teaching when you think about it. And you know, a, a lot of professions involve education and teaching and leading and, you know, being a mentor, it's just all about what you know. So 
Yeah, I loved it though. Uh, I still, to this day, I miss the kids when people say, what do you miss about teaching? It's, it's not so much the grind because it is a grind. Um, right. But I, I really do miss kids. Kids are a blast. Yeah. I've been trying to get out of coaching for a long time. It's just because my schedule, but I can't leave the kids, man. I get to, get to right. I coach middle school. So we have the seventh and eighth graders, you know, then you awesome. coach up to your seventh graders and you're like, Hey coach, you can be here next year. When I call it's like, Oh man, I guess I will be, so, yeah, but you love fun. it, man. It's, it's, it's tough. So it's tough to leave. So uh, what happened when you turned 50, you turned 50 and you're like, Hey, I need to, I need to make some changes. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, my parents both lived into their nineties are both gone now, but they lived into their nineties and, um, you know, I, so right away I had good genes. So I thought, boy, you know, living long and old into the elderly age is, is a good thing. So they were in their eighties when I was 50. And, but, you know, I, I noticed that they started to decline pretty poorly. They both had dementia, Alzheimer's and the last few years of their life was pretty tough. And they, you know, their memory was bad and uh, it was hard on the family. We were caring for them. And, you know, I've got kids and I want to see my kids grow up and maybe have grandkids and, and just to explore this wonderful world that we live in. And I thought, man, I, I want to live to 90, maybe even a hundred, but I want it to be a healthy hundred. So, you know, I, I was never in horrendous physical condition, but I did get to a point where I got pretty lazy. Uh, when I got to around 50, I was at my heaviest. Uh, and I was about 30 pounds more than I am right now. And, uh, and again, I wasn't, a, I was never a huge guy. So it wasn't like people were going, Oh my God, look at you. <laughs> you need yeah. to, you know, mix in some salads or anything like that. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't feel good. And, and again, mm -hmm. I just started thinking, you know, boy, I, I, I want to get to that place and I don't want to, uh, be in the condition. My parents are late in life. So I got to do something. And, you know, as an educator, you're also a researcher, you know, you're always learning and trying to get better at your craft. So, uh, I just started researching. I started reading everything I could get my hands on about health and fitness. And, you know, we're, we're not, my co-author, Jim and I, we're not doctors, you know, we're not nutritionists. And we say that in the book, we're always very transparent about that. We're educators, we're researchers, and we're practitioners. So when I would learn some things, I'd say, you know what, this sounds good. Let me try this. Right. And, and I just sort of, we also talk about incrementalism in hacking life after 50. So, you know, I started taking things in very small increments. You know, I, I tried, I didn't like fruits and vegetables. <clears throat> I was never that person. I was, you know, I was on the standard American diet, which is not healthy, as you know. Yeah. So, you know, that's where I gained the weight and didn't feel good. Um, I started just slowly, you know, I just started, I started with a smoothie, you know, putting, mixing in a little bit of spinach and some berries and other things into a smoothie tasted good. So I'm like, all right, well, I can get this stuff into my diet. And then I just started looking at the other things too, you know, that impact health, you know, your, your, your emotional health, you know, how do you, how, how can you be emotionally healthy and things like meditation and deep breathing and sleep, you know, all of these things. And uh, my co-author, Jim, he's also an educator. We started talking about this stuff a few years ago. We found that we love talking about it and and sharing our practices and we said hey you know we should put this stuff in a book so here we are here we are yeah so you mentioned the book i'm, I'm gonna do the title again because i love the title so it's, it's life hacking life after 50 10 ways to beat father time and live a long healthy joy-filled life and i love that you included joy in there so that's pretty cool because most people you know they think about fitness and health being oh it's a grind i gotta i gotta mm -hmm. do this no you you're you get to do this it's for you it's good for you it's, it's gonna make you feel better so what what is joy to you why and why did you include that yeah, well, we think joy filled is a is a huge part of it because when Jim and I are talking about our lives, we find that we're really happy guys. You know, yeah. we we you know we're both our kids are grown now, 
and you know, Jim's retired and I still, I run a business, but I don't work as much as I used to. And we talk about exploration. There's so many things out there in the world we want to do. So, you know, we feel like there, we have a lot of joy. So we want to include that. So to me, you know, we talk about purpose. One of the, one of the, the first chapter in the book is about finding purpose in life after 50, because a lot of people lose that, you know, they right. say, okay, I've done everything already in my first act of life. Now I'm in sort of the latter act, act two, maybe, and I don't have that much left. What's my why? So for yeah. me, joy, joy is understanding your purpose and your why you get up in the morning, you've got something to do. You take pride in things and you're fulfilled, you know, the, the, the cup's half full, you know, it's not half empty. So that's what joy is to me. And that's a big part of what we talk about in hacking life after 50. Uh, I think that's awesome. Cause I, I used to work for the government. That was my, my first job coming out of college, working in the health and fitness area for the government. And we see these people that they, they would, you know, they make their, they get their 40 years in, they retire and they would, my lot would die within six and six months in a year, they would pass away. Cause that's, that's all they knew. They worked, they came to work, they went home and repeat for 40 years, no joy, no purpose. Once that purpose of going to work was gone, what's, what's life now? So I think that's so awesome that you include that in there. And then that's the longevity part. You're not just trying to get to a hundred. You're going to get there in a good way. You're not just, yeah, we, right. We call it a healthy hundred, you know, because yeah. I have people, I, I've talked to people before and, and talked about wanting to live to a hundred and they say, oh man, I would never want to do that. And I said, well, you know, why, why would you not want to live as long as you could live? And they say, well, because, you know, we, there's that stigma around living long because we just think of people who are elderly, 80s, 90s, whatever, they're sickly, you know, they don't feel good. They, they're angry, they're upset, depressed, whatever. And people are like, I don't want to be that way. I'd rather, when I feel good, I'd rather just, you know, drift off someday. Yeah. But I said, you know, that's why we call it a healthy hundred all the time. I say, no, 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 we're talking about a healthy hundred. I say, if you, if you could live, you know, do you feel good now? People say, yes. Well, would you want to continue living as long as you could feeling the way you feel now? Well, sure. That's what we're going for. That's it. I think a big part of that, what you coach about the, the momentum mindset, can you talk, talked a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big piece. And, and really there's threads of that throughout the entire book. We refer to it often. So we, we spend a chapter talking about it. The, the momentum mindset is, is a set of attitudes that we either have, or we have to create or nurture that are founded on the idea of growth. And we're saying, no matter how old you are, you're continuing to grow you know, intellectually, creatively, uh, with that sense of purpose. So if you can have that mindset and we give some, some strategies in the book about how to, to nurture that. And I'll tell you one of them right away is, is one I know you're a fan of Joe and it's goal setting. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, when we get later in life, people feel like they don't have goals anymore. So we talk about saying what, what first identify your, your shortcomings or the things that you think are bad in your life. Well, now let's set some goals around those. What can you do to make that better? A lot of, with a lot of people, it's physical. We getting older, I've got some inflammation or some bursitis, whatever. I, I don't feel good. Maybe I feel like I'm overweight. I'm sedentary. Let's start setting some goals and let's work incrementally to improve that. And we, we bring that momentum mindset up constantly throughout. That's it. Yeah. And just keep at it. That's what that's thing. What you guys keep preaching it, it doesn't have to happen all overnight. Just stay at it. You're, it's just a lifetime goal you're shooting for here. So I love that, that you preach that, Hey, if you can get up and fog a mirror, you still got a chance, you know, you, you're still in the fight. So I love that, that you can keep going at any age and you can start at any time. That's a big part of this book as well. So, um, in your kind of your research, what is the, the common thing that prevents most people from living a healthy lifestyle? 
Well, oftentimes it's, we talk about sarcopenia, which, you know, is the loss of muscle mass and, and bone degeneration. And as you age, especially if you're sedentary, uh, th these things happen. I mean, we actually start losing muscle mass in our forties yeah. and it, and, it, and if you're not working to maintain and even build muscle every decade of your life, you are going to lose it. So the, the fear there, the real concern, especially as you get well after 50 into your 60s, 70s is falling down. And, you know, it, at, um, at age 65 and beyond one in four people age 65 or older fall down every year. Oh, wow. And that, that's, that's tens of millions of people who are falling. Now, you know, a lot of times you slip and fall and you get right back up. But oftentimes when you, especially when you get up even older, 70s, 80s, you fall down, you wind up breaking your hip. One in four people at that age who break their hip die within a year. Right. So, you know, what we say is, first of all, let's not fall down. It sounds really simple. But, you know, in elderly people, what leads to falls is that loss of muscle mass, bone, uh, flexibility, balance, all of those things. And you can enhance all of those with resistance training. Yeah. So do we really need 80 and nine year olds out here lifting weights? Yeah. It, it, well, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be weights per se, as in like dumbbells or anything <laughs> like that, but it does have to be weight. It could be your body weight. So we, we give some basic strategies in hacking life after 50 in, um, we, we call that hack reclaim muscle. Yeah. And, and we address that point right away that some people are going to say, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I haven't been a weightlifter. You know, I use my father as an example. When I tell this story, uh, my father lived in 93 and he was, he was one of the fittest, strongest guys I've ever known. And I never saw him touch a weight, a dumbbell, a barbell, anything like a resistance band. I never saw him touch anything like that in his life, but this guy was the most active in, and active in ways that used the, the muscles that we need to use that give you functional movement, getting up and down, pushing, pulling, squatting. And this is what he did. You know, we had five kids in my family. Neither of my parents graduated from high school, middle-class people, middle-class jobs, and not a ton of money to go around. When we needed something done, my father did it. I saw him laying underneath cars in our driveway <laughs> as I grew up constantly. And my mother would say, get out there and help your father. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was basically handing him tools, but he's laying down on the ground underneath a car and he's got a wrench and some, something is stuck. And I see him, I hear him groaning and I see him turning and his muscles are bulging and he's twisting his body. That's resistance training. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and we, we're not asking people to get under cars, but we do give <laughs> some very specific, simple ways that you can use your body to continue to maintain and build muscle mass, flexibility, and balance. And yeah, wow. you have to do it. 80s, 90s, yeah. you want to live to a healthy 100, keep doing it. We work out hard three, three four days a week. And, uh, and, I, and I don't really use a ton of weights. I use body weight. I use resistance bands, things like that. It's so, so important. I don't care what your age you are right now. If you're listening, it is the fountain of youth. Now, as soon as you that muscle goes away, you are dependent on somebody else. That's when the sits of living comes in. That's when you got to have someone help you out. But the longer you can keep up that strength training, just like you don't have to be out there with a power lifter up there, you know, squatting 400 pounds. 
use your own body weight, like you said, dumbbells, bands, it doesn't matter. TRX are great. I don't care how old you are. You can do anything on those. So, hey, if you're listening right now and you want to pick one exercise, strength resistant exercise, I think is the best one for, for an aging person. Yeah. And you know, Joe, I'll tell you, we, you know, we have a Facebook page. It's called Life After 50s. And uh, and my co-author, Jim Sturdivant, he's he's really into creative exercise. So he likes to build his own things at his house and you'll use tools around the house. He put a wonderful post on our page recently that shows him walking with a wheelbarrow that has weights in it. Now, you know, in a wheelbarrow, you could put anything in there. You could, you could put sand or dirt or whatever, um, anything you've got lying around that's heavy. And he's actually doing this in his basement and he's uh, pushing it across the basement. He's pulling it back across the basement. You know, he's lifting, he's pushing, he's pulling. Those are the movements. And in this post, he said, you know, just to, to people in, uh, who are fans of the page, what kinds of creative things are you doing? And I got to tell you the stuff that came in. So there are people doing, and we have people going, I'm 66 you know, and, and I, I do this out in my yard or, you know, I'm mowing the yard and it's a gigantic yard and I'm pushing and pulling my lawnmower. There's so much you can do. So, you know, just get creative and have fun with it. That's it. It doesn't have to be miserable. Like I said, we're going for the joy part in all this. If you hate it, you don't have to do it. There's another way. There's so many ways to exercise out there and go to that page and check it out. Get some more options. If you need some more options, go check that Facebook page out. So uh, another strategy I really like of yours is called dabble. First of all, what does that mean and why is it so helpful? Yeah, dabble, this really does speak to joy too. Uh, dabble is about engagement. And again, after 50s, and especially when we get well into after 50s life, sometimes we cease to engage. We tend to, again, we tend to be sedentary. We tend to say, I've done it all. My kids are grown. They're gone. Maybe I don't have grandkids or they don't live close to me. You know, I don't have a career anymore. Sometimes we, we lose people. Maybe I don't have a spouse. My spouse has passed, my siblings, my friends. And there's a lot of isolation and loneliness. So the key here is don't sit around and wallow in, in loneliness, in anxiety, depression, saying I've got nothing left because that's going to send you to the grave a whole lot faster. Sure. What we say is the key is, and this goes back to momentum mindset, we want you to have a curious way about you. We want you to be adventurous. We want you to take risks, to try things that maybe you've never tried. One of the greatest times in life is after 50s, especially if you don't have a lot of responsibilities that you did when you were younger, because you have what we call time affluence, right? So here I am, and I, now I don't have to work eight hours a day, and I don't have to drive my kids all over the place. I've got time on my hands, and what a marvelous gift, time. So now I'm going to say, what am I interested in that maybe I've never tried? And what, a, what is something I've wanted to do? A place I've wanted to visit that I've never gone. Travel is dabbling. So think of a thing you want to do, a place you want to visit. Uh, I want to learn a new language. I want to read about something that maybe in the past I wasn't sure if I was interested in. We don't get into politics, but one thing I would say is, Think of, think of a way you are, whether it's around politics or it's a mindset, and find a book on the opposite side of it. That's exploring. That's curious. And that opens up our minds. This is how you dabble. You engage with content. You engage with people. Go meet new people. Join new clubs. When you dabble, and we give lots of specific examples in Hacking Life After 50, um, you, you, you flourish. You thrive. And you just you, you, there's where joy comes from. 
There you go. That's that mental and emotional health that we need to work. That sometimes getting neglected, even if you're doing the physical stuff. That's great that you're the well-rounded program. So we're we just touching on a few of the things right here. I mean, there's ten of we barely touched scratch the surface on this stuff. So you guys got to get the book. So at one time you were suffering from insomnia. I know we've had a lot of people that, that go across that. How, how did you cure yours? Yeah, um, I my my doctor had labeled me as an insomniac. It was on my chart, you know. Um, he's an insomniac. And every year we would talk about sleep and I would say, yeah, I don't sleep well. I take a long time to fall asleep. I wake up a lot. Then I stay awake. And, uh, you know, the, the general care doctors, as great as they are, they're not specialists when it, when it comes to stuff like that. So, you know, it was just simple things like we'll take melatonin, which I tried and hated. And, you know, our body tends to make melatonin anyways. But, um, again, when I got serious about overall health, the other, the other problem, Joe, is I used to, I didn't value sleep. I used yeah. to tell my doctor, I don't like sleep because sleep's a waste of time, yeah. you know? So I got to that point when I was researching overall health to live to that healthy hundred. And I learned that a big part of that is sleep. It's one of the most underrated things. In fact, you know, we start every chapter or hack in our book with the problem. So, you know, if it's about strength training, what's the problem? If it's about diet, well, the problem is we tend to eat the standard American diet, which is a killer. So the problem under the, we actually call that chapter recharge, the one about sleep. The problem is sleep's underrated. Too yep. many people just think, don't realize that you are recharging your body and your brain, um, your emotional well-being. All of those things are recharged with good sleep. There's tons of studies out there. We reference some of them in the book, but it's not heavy on that. And we it, and basically we just summarize all of them. And they say that. You have to get seven to nine hours of good restorative sleep. So when I learned about this, I got serious about it. One of the things I did, and you don't have to do this, but if you can, we recommend it. Get some wearable technology with the biosensors, you know, the whether it's a watch, an Apple watch, a Fitbit. We're we're agnostic about the tech. We don't promote <laughs> anyone. You know, I wear an aura ring because I don't like to wear something on my wrist. But if you get one of these and you connect your app to your device or to your laptop, it will measure your sleep for you. And then you truly know if you're getting that sleep or not. And people will be surprised. I've talked to people and I used to be one of these. I would say, I used to tell my doctor when I was in my early fifties, I'd say, well, I've been working on it. You know, I'm, I'm typically getting about eight hours, you know? And she said, well, what does that mean? So I'd say, you know, well, I go to bed at this time. I get up at that time pretty consistently and she said, yeah, but what is, what does it look like when you're in bed? You know? And I'm like, well, I'm getting up to go to the bathroom two or three times. And, you know, sometimes I stay awake and she says, so you're not really getting the sleep. You're just in bed that time. That's where that technology comes in. Cause it'll tell you precisely how many hours you slept, uh, how much REM sleep you got, which is super important. How, how much deep sleep, all of these things you have to have that, um, that rebuild your cells. They, they literally regenerate the cells in your body. And you have to have that if you want to live long yeah. um, because our cells break down every day. So uh, I got intentional about that. And then I just started studying, how do you do it? And I got to tell you, and, and I can't say this from a medical standpoint, I was, I, I'm thinking you can cure insomnia. I always say I did that for me. I'm not going to sit here and tell everyone, if you're an insomniac that you, you know, you can cure it or I can cure it. But there are strategies that we outline in the book about how to approach sleep uh, that I'll tell you, we as practitioners have tried and I sleep great now. And it's a part of me feeling better every day. 
No, it's so, like you said, I love how you say it's underrated. It's so underrated. I, I tell my clients, hey, this is where the magic happens. When you're sleeping, that's when all the good stuff's going on, all the workout stuff. That's when you're tearing the muscles down. You got to get to sleep to get in there, repair, fix those hormones. A lot going on there. So if you address your sleep, you can see everything's going to get so much better from there. So um, we've mentioned a few times, but how, how do we get a copy of this book? We got we to read this thing. Yeah, well, um, the book's out now, and uh, you can it's it's everywhere. I mean, I you know most people buy on Amazon. You'll find it easily on Amazon. Uh, if you're a Barnes and Noble person, it'll be there. Uh, your local bookstores may not have it, but you can walk in and ask them for it, and they can order it because it's available all over the world. So, uh, if you just want to go right to it and learn more about us and about the book, you can go to after50slife.com. Our Facebook page is After 50s Life. There's stuff uh, on the website about me, about my co-author, Jim Sturdivant, uh, links to the book, all that stuff. Plus, we're putting content up constantly, free content, too. So we love awesome. for people to buy the book. I, we, we think it'll help you out a lot. But even if you don't, uh, join us on our site and at After 50s Life on Facebook. There's daily content, strategies, videos, things you'll love. Awesome. We're all in this together, Joe. On That's that right. Quest to a healthy hundred. That's how we're right. the time. Let's do it, man. Hey, this is great. There's so many, there's so many things we just touched on on this right here. There's some great strategies in the book. I was able to get a copy of it ahead of time, man. Thank you for that, by the way. A lot of good stuff in there that you guys are missing out on if you don't get stuff. But you can't get some free stuff on there. But hey, you want the premium stuff, gotta get the book. That's where the real stuff is. So uh, hey, if you're listening right now, please share this episode. There's someone out here that needs to hear about some of these tips. They need to hear about how to get a momentum mindset. Maybe they just maybe they got that down. They just need to dabble in something as they get a little bit older and fix that mental and physical health out there as well. So uh, and if you're out, if you're listening right now and I think we've earned a, a five-star review today. So you go ahead and give us a good, nice review. I think we would appreciate that. So uh, thanks for listening. And thanks for Mark, what you're doing out there. People need to hear this message that, Hey, it's not over. If you turn 50, it's just beginning. Thanks, Joe. I've enjoyed it. Let's do it again sometime. We'll do it, man. We'll do that. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week on the Relentless Positivity Podcast. Wow, what a great episode. You share that with somebody. I'm going to share with you some awesome sponsors. McWilliams Marketing. They can help your business grow. Regardless of the size of the project, you're going to get a solution that is specifically created for you and your business. No cookie cutter, one size fits approach here. So Amy and her band of fearless marketers can help you with all that stuff that you think you can do, but you're not really that good at it. You don't have time for it. They can do that. They're the experts. It's what they do. Web design, online conversion optimization, SEO, uh, graphic design, marketing, page management, all that stuff. Go let them do that. Don't handle that yourself. Go check them out at mcwilliamsmarketing.com. See what all they can do. They're amazing people. Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He really does it all in the real estate world. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that good stuff. You're not just a transaction with Teak. He really wants to build a relationship for life with you. He has built his whole business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs. Hey, I trust my brother from another mother, Teak, and you should too. Give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. Over the past four years, Valley Leadership Academy has established a reputation for being the ideal alternative to traditional schools by providing an excellent education along with real-life leadership and service opportunities. Now is your chance to come alongside them and help them grow to the next level. Please visit valleyleadershipacademy.org to find out about personal and corporate sponsorships that will help this remarkable school grow in an even brighter spot in Huntsville. Together, we can make a difference. Embrace the power of visual learning. Are you a football referee, a coach, a player, a fan? Would you want to see the game from the perspective of officials on the field? Do you want a better understanding of the rules? 
Get It Right provides 3D simulations and virtual reality to learn the game and get invaluable reps from the comfort of your home. Go to GetItRightTraining.com. Train today for a better game tomorrow. Hey, these are awesome businesses. Go support them. They're out supporting positivity, and they will do you right. Have an awesome day.